Local Content Podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered, or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 39 of the Powerful Content Podcast. Today, I have with me the beautiful Chantel King. Chantel is one of the members of the Content Effect, and I really absolutely love her perspective and deep thinking around her integrative approach to brand strategy. And I absolutely know that you'll walk away from today's episode with so many insights and aha moments. So Chantel is an integrated brand specialist. She helps her clients to ignite and evolve their brands using a unique blend of strategy, energy, and good design. She enjoys taking her clients on on that journey of self-discovery, guiding them through different stages of their brand journey so that their brand doesn't feel like a stranger. Oh my goodness, I love that. So that they feel confident to show up as themselves with no mask on. And she supports them with the tools and resources to work with the fears that present themselves as they step into their next level of visibility and service. She wants to see a world where everyone who has a dream to change the status quo can access support and resources to bring their dreams to life. Now, with the explosion of online businesses and DIY branding, Chantel has seen a rise in businesses creating brand marketing assets and materials that are not accessible to all due to their lack of understanding around design principles. She continues to educate herself and her clients around this topic to help make the services her clients provide accessible to all of their ideal clients. Chantel recharges herself by immersing herself in nature, exploring and learning about the land and people. Welcome to the podcast, Chantel. Thank you. So good to be here. It is so lovely to have you, Chantel. And now, Chantel, before we dive into today's topic we're covering, which is really all about stepping up and taking responsibility for your brand, which is a big topic to talk about, I'd love you to share with my listeners more about this integrated approach that you talked about. What's your integrated approach to branding? What does that actually mean? And what does it look like for your clients? The integrated aspect, it works on a, a few different levels. So in terms of the the process, it's a mix of like the strategy, energy and design so that you have like a holistic overview or like process to branding. And then the integration, um, almost a a part of that is just, again, it's more of like a holistic view of looking at the branding. So we're looking at, um, like, I like to to dive in and really dig in and just connect all the dots, you know, to the brand so that, um, because I feel uh, when we create brands, it can feel a bit scattered and Mm -hmm. things seem to just happen in pieces rather than as like a holistic body. And I think the power and the magic comes when everything's weaved together. So that's where the integration part of it comes in. I like to ensure that, yes, we look at the internal and the external 
of the brand and the, the, the brand owner as well. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. And I love how it's kind of like you almost use these words yourself just then. And it's like the magic weaver. You are the magic weaver that brings all of those little pieces together. Because I know there's so many people when they first start out on their business journey, to them, branding is all about creating the logo, perhaps getting some fonts and some colors in place. And that's fine. Okay. So that, that's fine when you first start out. But then it's when we add those little bits and pieces to it that it just does become a little bit of a stranger to you uh, rather than like this um, embodied approach to what your brand is. So yeah, I really love how you bring all those beautiful bit pieces together to make them um, really viewing it as a holistic perspective. So, you know, I think a lot of people can be a little bit flippant about their brand, especially when they're in startup. So like I said, it's often just thinking about the logo, the font and the colors. And I guess really that's okay because people don't know what they don't know when they first start, do they? Like they don't understand that that there are all these pieces to branding. So I'd really love to know for any newbie to the scene at the moment, where do they actually start with their, their branding? What do they need to know about their brand before they actually bring it to the world? This is probably a big question, isn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah and I suppose this really does fall under it, like that transitional period to when you start to take ownership and full responsibility of your of your brand so mm-hmm. when you're first starting out so when you're first starting out with your business and you're starting to put your brand together there's a like a period of their like exploration where you're trying to find out who you are in business who you are as a person <laughs> I think yeah. it's a really big personal journey as well I think yeah. um you know, trying to find out who you love to work with and you're refining your services, Um, you're potentially still learning like different modalities and things like that to really just trying to find or even fill your way into where you want to go, like and really, you know, finding your purpose and really connecting with all that stuff. And there's a lot to learn when you first start your business. So there definitely is a place for DIY because then you're learning your brand as well. I think you're constantly trying things out and seeing what feels good um, for you. And I think, yeah, in the early stages, it is really about connecting to those deeper layers. And I know people like to just jump to the pretty stuff, (laughs) which I do too. But that discovery period when you're first starting out is really crucial to the, the evolution of your brand. So when you talk about that discovery period, what kind of things should we be looking at or what sort of things should we be diving deeper into to fully understand what our brand is and what it can be as well? Yeah, so... So part of the framework, um, I like to break it down into sort of three parts. So you've got the strategy, the design, and the energy. So when you're first starting out in your brand, a lot of people um, skip over the strategy, and that's the key to creating a brand that feels authentic and is an authentic expression of you. So the strategy is looking at your values um, and not just writing them on paper and then just closing the book saying, I've done my values, but actually starting to embody them and actually commit to the values. Then there's also looking at like the typical kind of brand statements that act as anchors within your brand, but then also can be external things that your uh, potential clients can connect with as well. So uh, that's things like your mission statement, your vision statement. And I know I'm using a bit of brand jargon here, but I use it intentionally because it gets, that's what's used in the market. And I think knowing what that is 
you know, it kind of helps you along the way when people are, are talking industry jargon and you kind of can get an idea of what they're talking about. Kind of liken that, I think, to like speaking to children, you know, use the right names for things uh, rather than just, you know, fancy made up words. If you can actually speak the jargon they, and they get to know it and they understand what that actually means. I love that. I really, really love that. Sorry, yeah. keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's like learning the rules before you can break them, you know, that yes. kind of um, <laughs> mentality. And then, you know, just really looking at the essence of your brand. So what attributes are you, uh, are you putting towards your brand? Are you living from looking at like the tone of voice? And also really understanding who your ideal client is. So if you don't know who that is, really just thinking, oh, well, who do you want it to be? And looking at, I know you cover a lot of this with your work as well. And I think it, it there is a crossover with the ideal client work with a lot of industries, but really getting to know, you know, what they're, what they're getting frustrated with, you know, what their desires are. And this all kind of weaves in as well with your marketing and your branding um, because your branding is for you, but it's also for your audience. Yeah. Um, so setting like the brand foundations is the strategy uh, where I would suggest everybody starts, even if it's just a basic idea, because it will will evolve. Um, it will not be the same. <laughs> what you put on paper will not be the same. And I also re- suggest revising it like every six months to a minimum every year. My goodness, there's so much to unpack there in just this first part. Um, being the strategy part. But uh, you use the words authentic expression. And I absolutely love this because I also talk a lot about in the content space, being yourself, being your unique you to make your content creation so much easier. So do you feel as though once you really step into that authentic expression part of your strategy that the other branding pieces can kind of fall into place easier? I see this, like, so when you work from an outside in approach, that's when you start to struggle. (laughs) You know, when you start from the outside and start working your way in, because then you're trying to fit like square things and circular holes. Um, Whereas if you go the other way around and do the strategy first, you're actually putting down the roadmap or the, the little anchor points that then express in a visual way or express in other ways within your business. So it does, it does naturally unfold because I know clients come to me and they have an idea of what they want, but then when we go through the process of like the inside out, they they realise then that the identity just reveals itself as as you do that work. That's um, such a beautiful process, such a beautiful process, Chantel. Yeah. And I feel as though you've really hit the nail on the head working from the inside out because I just think, you know, even my own branding experience when I first started in business, it was well, what are the colors that I like and what are the things that, you know, appeal from a visual perspective? But I didn't really think about who I was, what I wanted to be and who I wanted to serve and how I could reflect that through all the aspects of my branding. So I really, really love how you talk about working from the inside out to really gain that authentic expression so that you can turn up as you. You can turn up as you and not a brand or something else that you feel like you need to be in order to serve your ideal client. Now, you also mentioned uh, in that strategy piece about embodying your values. So once again, I love this. I talk about values a lot and using that as the basis to really turn up as that authentic self and to create content that really resonates with both yourself and your ideal client as well. What is the difference between talking about your values and writing them down on a piece of paper and embodying them? Well, I've I recently 
revisited my values and have been on a process of what it is like to embody um, your values because it's challenging. Like it is a practice. It's not something that you just are expected to know and do and do it all the time. Like it is something that you need to keep going back to. And yeah, like I said, use it as a practice. And an example of this is one of my um, values was around accessibility and inclusion. And I realized when I really sat with that, that I, Yes, I knew sort of the basics from my um, university degree, learning graphic design. I knew the basis, basics of accessibility. But when I actually dug further into it, I realised that there was a big knowledge gap there for me. And like just, and then it became a feeling of like incongruency as well. So when I'm, I've, I'm still on a journey, you know, learning about inclusion and accessibility, and I think that will be a lifelong journey constantly practicing that so I think when you go back to your values like I I ask my clients to write a commitment statement to their values so that it's front of mind and they're committing to that value so it becomes a living breathing thing you know that weaves in and out of their business so when you look at your values you can that can also reflect in your service offerings you know what you talk about even to the visual the visual side of things as well like it, it influences everything that so kind of just trickles down through the rest of your brand yeah it's interwoven into everything it's quite amazing yeah. I love how you make your clients do a commitment statement because it is one thing writing them down on paper but it is another thing putting them into action and consciously putting them into action as well so I love that so going back to those three elements we've kind of talked about the strategy we've touched on that what can you tell us about the design part of the integrated approach yeah so the design part it comes with um so as you transition from diy to um getting professional support that comes with that um like a real refinement of really looking at who your ideal client is and if your design is really showcasing not only your potential but is also um like design is a communication tool at the end of the day. It's, it's not an aesthetic, an aesthetic tool. It's used for communication. So if you're not communicating everything and it's not um, clearly communicated, and I'm talking in terms of not only like your messaging, but when it comes to design, it's about visual. So accessibility is a really big key thing in there. So looking at the contrast of your colours and things like that to ensure that um people with different, uh, who are on the vision scale are able to recognise the colours or differentiate the colours if they potentially see in black and white. If you use different colours, they show up as different shades of grey. So just things like that, There's which you wouldn't know DIYing your own brand. And there's a lot of few designers out there, especially the ones that potentially have taught themselves, that is a knowledge gap that they have as well. So there's the accessibility, there's the brand consistency. So making sure that you're looking like the same brand at every point that your customer can find you. So that's like your website to your email marketing, to your social media. I often find that because there are so many different points, some areas get just left by the wayside or like the this will do approach when it, and it kind of dilutes the quality of your brand. So, you know, looking at the brand consistency is a really big thing for me. And I know a lot of, a lot of my clients like to um, play with their brands and often that can involve adding different colors and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, there's ways that you can get around that by adding like different tints to your color palette. So that you end up with 20 colors instead of five, um, but they're all within your same brand package. And then, um, yeah. And then the design, yeah, just making sure that it's like cohesive and it just, it looks professional. I think 
there comes a point in your business where you want to show up as a leader and your field, you might be getting more visibility opportunities like podcasts and things like that. And you, you know, you want to present yourself as professional. Oh my goodness. Okay. So brand consistency, I'm just going to go back to this point for a second. And it is really interesting how we do want to play with our brands and add those little things or, you know, perhaps use a Canva template that's not quite what represents our brand, but we kind of like the feel of it. So we decide to use it and change the colors and what have you. But in doing that, we are, I don't think a lot of marketers talk about no like and trust. So we are really diminishing that no like and trust. If we turn up looking um, a certain way or sounding a certain certain way on one platform, but you go to a different platform and it's entirely different. So you kind of start to question, is this person legit? Uh, you know, that's just the psychology of it, isn't it? Like you just yeah. really do lose that that sense of trust with them. You know, I talk about uh, taking people on that journey through the client journey, connecting with them through to getting them on your email list, uh, nurturing them and converting them and then onboarding them as a client. And I think the brand consistency, I haven't thought of it from a brand perspective, but brand inconsistency can really halt that journey or make it fractured in that people are not as willing to take the next step because they're not quite sure. They're not quite sure if they can actually trust you that you are the person that you say you are. So I felt, I just find that really, really interesting in terms of that brand consistency and the fact that we do like to play with our branding a little bit sometimes. So I love the, the hint that you gave us to add the tints. And if we can add those tints, then we can still be on brand and have that consistency. I love that. I want to dive a little bit deeper into accessibility, if we can. I know that this is something that really sets you apart from a lot of other brand strategists that I know. And I just love your awareness around it and how you are so willing to learn more and implement into your own business as well as those of your clients as well. So you touched on colors and perhaps being more accessible in that space with being more conscious of the the uh, way that people interpret those colors what else besides colors can fit into that accessibility uh, type realm that we need to maybe be aware of there's a few different things like just um and one thing that sort of I see predominantly is um just kind of like the access to information so thinking about um you know, especially let's say, for example, like your freebies, like PDFs, thinking about the ways that people might um, learn or receive information. And just I suppose if you're thinking about your your ideal audience, like the type of lives that they're leading. So, I mean, this could be from like if your audience is a busy mum or if they have, if they need access to a screen reader, making sure that your PDFs are fillable so that they can potentially fill them in on the go or they can use a screen reader to access, you know, the, the information and fill out the PDF. There's things like um, things on your website and even course content. I know a lot of my clients and probably a lot of people in your network as well do have courses. So looking at, you know, the learning styles of the course participants and offering different ways that they can potentially access the information, whether it's through video, um, written, audio. I mean, there's a lot of transcribing software out there these days that can do that for us. But yeah, just really looking holistically, like I, I read the other day, it was called um, default, your default audience. So look, thinking about your audience as though they're, you know, in relation to yourself, which is, which is what we do. Um, so looking beyond your, like, I suppose the default biases of like looking for people that are the same as you, like just expanding that even just a little bit 
and just thinking of the different, you know, because with neurodiversity and, you know, those sort of things as well, it's just, it's not just about what's easier for us. I think if you're in the business of people, it's considering people (laughs) and, you know, in the different ways that they, you know, can access things. Yes. It's all about the people. It really is. And I think that the moment that we become at least more aware of it, I know that in my discussions and my connection with you, that I am more aware of these things about the different learning styles, about uh, the fillable PDFs, which I haven't got to yet, but he's on my list, you know, and just being aware that first step of awareness, I think is a great thing to have on our side as well. So we've talked about the design and we've talked about the strategy side of things. I'd love to touch on the energy before we finish up today, um, because I think that this is something that a lot of people don't think about. They don't think about the energy side of your brand. So how can we support ourselves or what things do you uh, recommend for us in this realm of energy to ensure that we are being or taking responsibility for our brand? Uh, This is something that I've been sort of diving more into over the last couple of years because I think when I started my business that obviously you know when you first start out you get a lot of mindset blocks and I knew there was something I suppose deeper (laughs) it wasn't just mindset for me so you know the last few years I have studied with um, intuitive intelligence and um, working on my nervous system and I realized how much just regulating yourself and looking after yourself energetically is so important to the success and just the the, the flow or the momentum of your, your of your business so some simple things that you can implement in terms of um, when you sit down to work with your brand or when you're creating stuff for your brand is just to ensure that you're in like a I won't say flow state, but like a a creative space. So you don't want to come and sit at your computer if you're in that space of like, I have to do this. You know, I'm really frustrated that I can't get this to work. If you come at it with that energy, then it will filter out and people receive that, you know. It it shows up like if you're not confident with um, creating social templates and any aspect of design in your business, when you press that publish button, like it's, you can see it, like... (laughs) Whereas you can see those people that put out the stuff, even though it's not it's not refined, you can tell the energy behind it. They're excited to put it out there, and you can sense that when you're, you know, when you're reading things on social media. So just coming at it from, even if you just take a few deep breaths before you start, set your intention for what you want to achieve. And even sometimes, if I, because that can be quite difficult if you're in your head and you're frustrated already, you at a t- you got a deadline. <laughs> but I usually kind of. Um, I'll sit there and just imagine like my ideal client in front of me with a smile on their face, like reading the content. And that kind of helps me get over that hump of like, you know, having to do it or like I should be doing things, you know? I think that's such a beautiful perspective. And it's so interesting. I was having a similar conversation with a friend yesterday, actually, around energy. We were talking about selling houses and purchasing a new house and coming from it from a different perspective, a different energy. So one of I will find my my perfect house. My perfect house is out there for me. It doesn't. I don't have to buy it tomorrow, but it will happen. Rather than oh my goodness, I've got a deadline. Oh my goodness, I need to sell my house. Or oh my goodness, my um, lease is about to end, and I have to purchase before I get to this end of lease. You're going to be far more likely to find that dream house if you're in that you know more positive energy state. And so I really liken that to what you just said. Uh, if you come to your branding and even your content as well from that perspective of a positive energy, from thinking about your ideal client and the beautiful impact that you're about to make on their lives through their content, through your content and your brand 
then it's just a whole different perspective, isn't it? It's just a whole different perspective. Yeah. And what I've, what I learned and I'm continuing to learn as well is that um, when I first started out and I was looking at my, the strategy side of things and I had a big vision and I, what I realized is that I, my nervous system wasn't able to hold that vision. So it was so hard for me to bring it to the surface. And I've just kind of realized like even the energetics of that, like if you have these lofty, well, they feel like lofty dreams, but if you can't, if you can't hold that energetically within yourself because it's too big or you've got fears in the way, it can really prevent you from, you know, taking those steps forward and, you know, starting to bring it into, into life really, which is, you know, part of the process of working with clients is holding them to that vision too and supporting them to like not back away from it, like, you know, just you know keep moving forward so it's almost like fiercely like you know hand on the back kind of moving them forward yeah. <laughs> so to speak so yeah oh I love that now if you're willing to share with us you just spoke about having this lofty vision and not feeling you could support it energetically what steps have you personally taken to get yourself into that space where you can uh, uphold that that vision energetically yeah, so there's uh, there's a few different ways. Uh, if you're someone that likes to visualize or imagine, you can sort of imagine what it would feel like in your body to have had that vision, you know, come to life and start to bring it sort of instead of looking at it so far in the future to try and bring it into your body now and how that would feel. Because I think you, your body remembers, um, you know, how how it feels so if you can bring a good feeling into that then that that helps but and it's a practice again a practice daily or regularly at least to just to help support you to bring that um into the like now into the present there's some other ways as well like if I feel like um something feels a bit too if I'm fearful there's that difference between like creating a vision that that you're scared of and one that you're excited then I think fear and excitement can get mixed up (laughs) Um, so, you know, even just doing like some um, breath practice because can really help like to holding that intention of your vision and then just breathing through it can really help it sink in, you know, to your body as well. And yeah, a practice that I do daily is like shaking, like, so just putting on a song and just, you know, shaking it out. Like if it's, if it's just feeling like it's too much. Um, so yeah, just to get the, the energy flowing. Oh, they are such amazing tips. Thank you so much for sharing them with us. And, you know, we all react to different situations differently and we are all unique human beings. So I'm sure that any one of those um, ideas will actually help my listeners. So thank you for sharing those. We've had such an amazing discussion around the integrative approach to branding and really taking responsibility and thinking about uh, each of those elements of your brand strategy, your brand design and the energy as well in such a way that really not just resonates with yourself, but your ideal client as well, and really helps you show up as your beautiful, authentic self. So thank you so much for sharing all of those words of wisdom with us today, Chantel. I'm actually all about women owning their superpowers. So what would you say is your superpower? Um, I suppose it's a it's a combined one. So it's like really deep listening um, to my clients. I find that that is one of the keys for me to be able to then translate like the senses into something tangible. So the senses, like the feeling, the you know all all those like intangible things. Um, yeah, to help bring them into something that people can feel like they hold. 
And I think that you do that not just with uh, brand strategy, but with life in general as well. I think that you are an amazing listener and you do sense the energy and the feeling and you know how to articulate that or how, how to actually help people almost realize it for themselves as well, which I think is an amazing superpower. So thank you for sharing that with us. And before we finish today, do you have any final parting words of wisdom? Just that the process of branding isn't to try and get it perfect. Um, as a recovering perfectionist myself, like I do understand that thread. Um, but just to remember it, it's, it's a practice. It's a practice of learning. It's a practice of embodying. Um, we're not supposed to like know these things. It, it is a continual journey. And if you can just practice to get better every day, then you know it just it becomes something that becomes enjoyable rather than something that has a finish line and, you know, has to get done. And that is such a beautiful way to end this episode. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at Meld Business. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the content effect, my membership inspiring women with service-based businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the content effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Hop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.